You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. A little pro fighters league action on here. Late night Carver high. I just turned the channel. I want to watch the rest of the, I'll watch the fourth quarter of the, or at least the second half of I've watched all of the uh, blazer games so far, but uh, I'll get into it in the second half. But now I'm watching um, some PFL, which is completely terrible, but why not? Um, two guys killing each other, punching each other in the skull, making well, this is have, uh, yeah, Kayla leading. Harrison tonight, right? Isn't Kayla That's Harrison right. in the main event? She's like a minus 4,000 favorite in that fight. I guess Clarissa Shields fights in this thing too, for some reason, and she got beat. She so, lost? She just lost. Oh, what so a shame. I turned this on. But anyway, uh, what did James Worthy say tonight about the Lakers' loss to the Thunder? By the way, they led in this game, I think, by as much as 25 or 26 points. Yes, at the half. Uh, 123 to 115, they lose. Worthy does the post-game show on uh, Sportsnet LA. And tonight he said, quote, this might be the worst loss in Lakers, the worst, lo- worst Lakers loss I've seen. Send him back on the Greyhound. Don't even send him back on the plane. Put him on the Greyhound and send him home. Your boy James Worthy, not happy with the Laker performance tonight in Oklahoma City. Classic line, something Bob Knight would do. Send him home uh, on the uh, bus. You're not flying with the team. Uh, Walk home. He used to say from West Lafayette, if you lose to Purdue, walk home. I'm not driving you. I'm not flying you. Walk home. I don't care what you do. By the way, um, I mean, it is truly amazing to me uh, how, frankly, terrible they are. I just, I can't imagine a team with that much talent. I don't care how old they are. I really don't. I mean, listen, I'm still balling. I'm 56. I know I don't matter. Uh, I don't. Uh, fool myself into thinking I'm some kind of NBA player or anything, but I can flat out uh, play basketball and I'm 56 years old and I can play with 20 year olds and I can, I can score on anyone. It doesn't matter who you are. I can score on you. And that's just all there is to it. So for me, guys that are 35, 38 years old on the Lakers, to me, that's spring chicken. I mean it. And I know people say, Oh, in the NBA, that's an old man. I just don't agree with that. I do not believe that at all. You're telling me LeBron James is an old man? 
I know everyone thinks he's an old man. He'll dunk in your face all day, every day, uh, six ways till Sunday. There's no one in the league that can stop him. Not one player. So until you can prove that otherwise, then you're an idiot. Because uh, no one can stop Carmelo Anthony from chucking threes all night. I mean, the guy, if he's on, if he's if he's hitting, forget it. He'll do whatever he wants. Uh, you know, you're telling me that, I mean, I, I know they're going to say, you know, guys like uh, Dwight Howard, Rondo, all of them are too old. And uh, Rondo will embarrass you uh, as the point guard. And then uh, Brody, is he too old too? He's a triple double machine. Uh, we're talking about Westbrook. He got one out of that game tonight, by the way. Uh, late in the game, giving somebody the business on uh, Thunder. We welcome our radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Mighty or 1090, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces, Hoop Ross. On a bench with Pharrell and Carver High on a midweek Wednesday. So uh, Westbrook got thrown out of the game. They got beat. They suck. It's unbelievable to me because uh, they have so much talent. Uh, I'm sorry. They're loaded with talent. They should be winning. That's all there is to it. And they lose to the Thunder. Now, I mean, the Thunder have been getting beat by everybody. Now, listen, they haven't played enough games to start abusing them that they suck so bad. Everybody's calling them a G League team and everything else. I've always said on Coast to Coast, I liked Shea Gilgis. I got no problem. His game is sick. So, if you got him, you can't be that bad. I mean, you're bad. Fair enough, right? You are bad. I get it. That's great. Congratulations. But, I mean, I just don't see how you can be that bad. You know what I mean? I just, there's a difference between bad and that bad, you know? Um, Dort, I think, is a player. That's your boy, Dort, Carver High. Uh, Shea Gilgis, I like. Um I'd agree uh, the rest of the team is is uh, no-name city. The kid Giddy can play, uh, but the rest of them are bums. Favors. Listen, they're, they're bums, all right? Bum. They, the Lakers shouldn't be losing games to Oklahoma City. They shouldn't be losing games to them. That's their first win, Oak City. Yeah, that that's, that's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And then uh, what I want to know is uh, Davis played and had 30. Westbrook had 20, 14 and 13. He had a triple-double, still got thrown out of the game. Uh, Mello had 13, but he was one of eight from three. Bradley had 13. He had three threes. Bazemore had 11. Uh, you know, in my view, in all honesty, Bazemore does not fit on that team at all. I think he's a bum. Uh, that's all there is to it. So anyway... Uh, I don't know what's worse. The Timberwolves beat the Bucks 113 108 or the Lakers losing. I mean, the Timberwolves, that's a huge win for them. And Towns had 25, Russell had 29, Anthony Edwards had 25, 73. I told you, Anthony Edwards, man, uh, maybe not this year, but, but to me, without a doubt, Luca, Durant, and him are going to win MVPs. 
You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. So, Carver High, uh, I know that uh, tomorrow is a big day uh, for football, in my opinion. You've got the Packers in Arizona in the Valley. And, of course, that number is at six and a half now with Aaron Rodgers. And then also uh, Troy and Coastal play uh, at Coastal. Coastal laying 17. Of course, they're ranked 24th. I mean, I guess it's cool to be ranked, but when you're ranked 24th, man, I mean, honestly, when you're at the, the you know. Well, their season my, ended last past week. 15 sucks. Their season ended last week, uh, as we know. Losing that game uh, to App State and ending their undefeated season, uh, that, that finishes it off for Coastal. They don't matter anymore now. They don't matter. Also, South Florida and East Carolina tomorrow. And I know a lot of people that were on that. East Carolina team when that number was at eight and a half, it's wow. at ten now. So more and more people uh, are betting it, right? Uh, so uh, yeah, I'll say this: um, I I don't think that East Carolina is good enough to be uh, ten point favorites over anybody. Okay, and, I agree and with that, that and that includes uh, USF. Who listen. They're not a good team either. They did get a big win at home over Temple last week. A uh, nice double-digit win at home over Temple. Um, I know this is Joe Lisi's team. He loves back in USF. Um, I just, for me, the play is I'm going to take the points with USF because I just don't feel like East Carolina should be laying that kind of number. Shouldn't. Yeah, so I'm with you. Uh, East Carolina wins, but I'll take the 10. And then I think Coastal... Uh, will take it out their frustrations on Troy. To be honest with you, Troy's four and three, but I think yeah. they're in for a, a rough night at Coastal. I could be wrong. Yeah. So yes. tell me, you've said essentially over and over to me on on coast to coast that you're on uh, Rogers in the six and a half. Oh, no doubt about it. Um, I'm sorry. It's just you're going to give me six and a half points with Rogers. I'll take it, especially against a team that look they're seven and zero. Oh, I get it. 
But you said it perfectly yesterday. I mean, they could go 15 and one. I think all these teams will beat them in Arizona in the playoffs. I think the Green Bay would beat them in the playoffs in Arizona. I think Tampa would beat them in the playoffs in Arizona. I think the Rams would beat them in the playoffs in Arizona. So, you know, it is what it is. Give me six and a half with Rodgers tomorrow night. Let's go. All right, so you know the news tonight is that J.J. Watt's done for the year. Finished. That didn't take long. You know, I actually remember questioning the deal when they got him to begin with when I told you. Doesn't play anymore. He he just can't stay on the football field in Houston or otherwise. I felt like the injuries had caught up with him uh, in Houston, and then they went and and he went to Arizona, and I never thought for one minute he'd make it the whole season. He's always injured. So he's going to have shoulder surgery. In my opinion, uh, I think his career's over. Yeah, look, I, I'm I'm not going to disagree with you here. How many how many more of these, you know, how many more of these can we do? And and he wasn't playing that terrible either uh, here at the beginning of the season. No. But it's just every year, it's something else. It just keeps piling on, piling on. So, you know, we talked about how Arizona has, you know, Watt, now Hopkins mispractice. I don't know what that means. But if they don't have a Hopkins, they don't have Watt, you know, I'm not worried about J.J. Watt anyway, whether he plays no. or not. I'm really not that worried about him. To me, that football team has played stunningly good defense. Uh I mean, even without Jones, they, they've they've won. Uh, they've gotten the job done every week, no matter where they play. When they went to, uh, what was it, uh, you know, their, their big game on the road uh, that they just won. Was it against, who was it? Uh, the Cardinals you're talking about? Yeah. The, uh, the big, well, their big, I, I would say their biggest win on the road this year was the Rams, right? When they won in L.A. a couple of weeks ago. Or no, is there not, one it, since it was, then? Yeah, well, certainly that one. Uh, I'll give you that. But, you know, when they went and kicked the Browns' asses. Oh, yes, talking about. yes, yes. All right, so they went and kicked the Browns' asses. They didn't have Jones or anybody. Listen, they won come hell or high water, no matter who they play. So does any of that phase you with, you know, word that Hopkins didn't practice and, and Watt's done now for the year. Does any of that phase you or change your opinion? Because I got to be honest with you, I'm not worried about J.J. Watt anyway. And I think Kirk and everyone involved with that offense, with or without Hopkins, you know, Green, you name it, I think they can beat anybody. I agree. I- I'm with you here. I-, I think they can beat anybody as well. I'm not really that worried about Watt. Um, Hopkins matters. If he doesn't have Hopkins out there, that that's a big deal. Uh, but he's done this. He does this a lot. Doesn't practice. Does play in the game. I I think he's going to play tomorrow night. I think he'll be out there. So uh, at least give me some kind of idea of uh, what you think is going to happen. Oh, violence in this uh, welterweight championship. Is this Cooper guy just knocked out this Russian? Yeah. I mean, flush. Go- oh, jeez! I just saw him I knock mean, him down. Oh, I mean, come on! He completely just oof. I mean, Good he night. just knocked him into tomorrow. Wow. 
That's how you that do guy, it. He might be dead. It's, it's, it's very possible. That guy's dead. I know he's moving, but he's dead. He's, you're dead to me. You know what Ahasa is, Frank? You're dead to me. Listen to me. I mean, that guy needs a cold beer. He uh, He's up there sticking sm- uh, smelling salts on him to wake him up. It, he got knocked out so bad, they're putting the smelling salts in his eye. Forget about his nose. <laughs> I mean, this guy Cooper's over yelling at the broadcasters. Your boy Kenny Florian sitting there in disbelief. Like, Florian's talking right now about it. Kenny doing PFL fights after being a UFC star. Now he's doing PFL fights. What is next? Don't get me started, uh, Carver High, on on the different levels of fighting. Don't get me started. I'll end up in trouble tomorrow. Yeah. Like, this, I get it. This Kayla Harrison thing, I was telling Mafia this the other night when we were doing the show, like, I'm tired of this, watching her beat up these girls at minus 4,000, minus 4,500. Like, let's go already. Get this girl in the UFC and put her in there with with Nunez. I want to see her fight somebody for real. Let's go. Right, because she's fighting candy. Enough of this nonsense. I mean, we watch, I I feel like this is the second or third time in a row we've been on the same night, and she's been fighting in this PFL, and she just absolutely mauls these girls. I mean, it's just, it's embarrassing. Embarrassing. She's going to come up here and fight again and destroy whoever they put in front of oh, her. Fight's going to be short. First round. Out of the first round. First round destroyed. First round. I got to see this punchline. Oh, my God. Right to the <laughs> temple. I mean, that guy's out cold. He's out cold. They had to wake him up with a defibrillator. I mean, he, oh, they, oh he missed on an uppercut, too, and then just got <laughs> rung the F up. Oh, the right to the jaw. It wasn't even the temple. It rocked him in the jaw. Oh, and then the overhead put him to sleep. Oh, and he hit him again in the jaw for good measure. Then he turned toward the camera and from close up, and he got a massive shot of his action in his pants. They just got a close up of his of his jelly. <laughs> it was awful. I, the guy turned toward the camera and zoom, and the first thing I saw was his package. I'm like, Jesus, look out. What could be worse? I was having a good day until that happened. What just happened to me? I just got, I just got sucker punched. Wow. Uh, the World Series is boring. This is Pharrell on a bench. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.
For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night, no matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. Think of this uh, hockey game, the Flyers and Oilers in Edmonton. Uh, You're right about that. It's a track meet. Yeah, this game is super fast-paced. Already six goals halfway through it. Uh, These teams are just going up and down the ice. There is little to no defense in it. Um, And the total, this was why I I said to you on Coast to Coast today, it's rare you see the pregame total of seven and you got that in this game, and that's it's automatically going to at least push that. It's no, and that's if nobody scores the rest of the game. Um, but I think that we're going to see a lot more scoring in this one. Yeah, there's too much time left. Eight minutes left in the second. How about the Knights winning in Dallas in overtime? That's uh, They beat the Avs, and then they so, win this game. I mean, uh, they've woken and, up from the dead. And they had some major travel issues. They didn't get to Dallas until three hours before the game. Apparently, they had issues getting from Denver to Dallas uh, from last night. They got in there about uh, 3.30, got to the arena, got the gear on, and went and played. Uh, tough spot for the, for the Knights, and they end up getting a big two points out of it. Wow. What was the problem with the travel? I did not see. Um, I'm sure that maybe in the postgame, guys will elaborate a little bit. The broadcast crew dropped it when they came on the air tonight. Uh, but maybe they'll they'll let everybody know afterwards. Always the uh, play-by-play and color analysts start complaining. About wow, well, that's because they're the ones that, conditions. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stunning development. That they're the ones who had to let the cat out of the bag that it took them forever to get to Dallas today. You know, the one thing that I knew uh, more than anything else was that when I got on that team plane, and I did it with the Steelers and the Thrashers, and uh, when I got on the plane, I knew where I was sitting. I had the seat right next to the bathroom in the last row. <laughs> I knew exactly where I was sitting. I didn't have to have a ticket. <laughs> I knew where my seat was every every single trip. And uh, I mean, even though I'll give you this, fans love the announcers like, you know, Mike Lang and the Penguins and uh legendary guy pat foley in chicago you know it's not pat foley's fault that they got the rapist uh on the team you know what i mean no but there's you know rick generat it goes on and on bob miller all these legendary guys right they don't they don't treat them bad i'll give you that much but uh the rest of these guys in the league i mean they think nothing of them I'm just being honest. Like the teams could care less about the, the hockey announcers. They'll be nice to them. Most of them. They'll be like, you know, a good, Brendan Burke, good morning, Brendan. How's it going, buddy? All right. Hey, dude. What's happening? Have a good day. That's about it. I mean, trust me, they don't care. I was one. I was the funniest guy in the league. They love partying with me. Believe me, you. I had best friends all across the league. But at the end of the day, I knew that I didn't matter. 
I, I just knew that I had nothing to do with anything. And you got to know your place in, I think, life and in careers and in jobs and in sports. And if you know your place, uh, you can uh, benefit greatly. You, you can take it full advantage of when you know your when you know your role, know your place. Trust me when I tell you, I used to get on that plane and I went right to the back. I knew exactly where my seat was wow. and I have no problem with it. I didn't, I, I didn't like the, um, you know, I got to wear a blazer and I, every, every day. And, and like, I got to eat the same food as you. Like I got to eat chicken, salmon and, and pasta every day with cranberry juice I'm, I'm just like, what, what nightmare am I living in here? I'm just, I don't, I'm not, you know, I would be like, I broke every rule. So they said, you're only allowed to eat the chicken and the salmon and the pasta. And I'd order a steak and have it delivered to the press box right on the air, <laughs> right on the air live. I'd have the guy, here comes the guy from Morton's <laughs> bringing my steak into the press box. I had everyone up in arms. I mean, the, my my a color analyst was the biggest narc I ever met in my life. Like this guy narked on me when I you know blew my nose, he narked on me. Uh, when I uh, if I went to the bathroom, he narked on me. If I ordered food, he narked on me. If I drank a beer, he narked on me. If I went out at the hotel to the bar after the game, he narked on me. I mean, this guy narked on me more than my wife. I mean, honestly, and uh, I just I didn't care. I used to tell him, "Go ahead and narc on me. See if I care." What do you think of that, Carver High, of all the uh, the travel? Like, I can hear the guy now on the air complaining about the travel. Yeah, and actually, a lot of teams in the league now, they don't have the broadcasters travel with them anymore. They got to go travel on their own commercial. A, a good number of teams. Not everybody, but a good number of teams now, uh, they don't do that anymore. Traveling with the team, they, they make them go your own way. We'll see you in the next city. Get them out of here. I don't. I, they don't do that now, do they? Really? I don't. Oh I don't yeah, a lot of a lot of teams do. Oh yeah, the Islanders do it. Butch, and Brendan. They aren't. They ain't on the team plane. They travel on their own now. Like oh uh, yeah, they take their own flight. Yeah, they're at their own travel. I don't. I, I, that's crazy. That's just stupid. Because for years it was always everyone on the team, including the announcers on TV and radio, all were on the same flight. You know yeah. what's weird is that on the uh, believe it or not, uh, the coaches on our team they flew in the back too. The coaches were in the back; they were like right in front of us, and the announcers were in the very back. And then right in front of us were the, all the coaches and trainers and all that. And then the players went up to the front of the plane, and it, it was seniority. Now the plane was set up; it was the Hawks plane, and they shared it with the Thrashers. And it was all all the players had first class seats, right? So. They were all leather seats and they were all spaced out. So they were like beds so that the players could literally lay down after games and be covered in ice for a while and sleep it off the games and the, and the physicality and their bodies aching. And, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. That was like all the players. And then in the back of the plane, it was more, uh, I think that, you know, they had it, spaced out differently but it was kind of more normal seats in the back but but they they had space so they like took out you know like in coach on an airplane it, you're right up with your knees in your face 
they didn't have that on an NHL NBA team. They just had, you had a lot of space and they had uh, nice seats for the entire team, but the players had more space and like bed like conditions. And then the rest of the team, the coaches and the broadcasters had like, they had like big leather seats, first class seats, just less space. Right. Fair enough. So that's what uh, I remember the experience being like, but and same thing when I was on the Steelers. Imagine me, I was like, you know, 23 years old and I was traveling with the Steelers every week on the Steelers team plane. And I was, you know, shaking in my boots. I was like, what is happening here? I'm on this team. And these guys are monsters in the NFL. You don't even uh, believe it when you're standing there next to them. And they're 6'5", 330 pounds, right? Some of these linemen, I used to just be blown away at how gigantic they were. And um, I remember just how much food they ate. I, I could never, I've never seen anything like it. Like thousands of calories uh, a meal. Like it was amazing watching them eat. Like at the, you know, at the team training table, whatever you call it. I used to be blown away by watching them uh, eat and how big they were and how ripped they were. And uh, most of them were pretty cool. And it was an amazing experience uh, to be a young guy and to be around that, like, you know, and to get on that plane. I remember back then I was like, all right, I got to wear a sport coat and a tie. I got to do this. I got to do that. It was crazy. But then when I got to the NHL all these years later, I thought to myself, uh, why am I still wearing a, a, a sport coat? Why, why do I have to do all this? And, you know, you travel so much, you're playing 80 games or whatever. I'm thinking to myself, uh, can't we just be cool here and be casual? I mean, what's the deal? I, I don't I don't feel like I should have to do this. I thought it was a pain in the ass. Uh, anyway, big win. Uh, you're right for Vegas, whether they had travel problems or not. Uh, they've been a last place team. Are you surprised at the start that they've had Carver High? Yeah, pretty slow out of the gates. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, now that we're back into more of a little bit of a traditional season, then we've had the last two with the shortened season and the going to finish a playoff in a bubble. Getting back to the standard 82 games over six months, um, you could you could survive a little bit of a rough patch to start the season as long as you can get things going. Are you surprised at how good the Oilers have been? They've been excellent so far, that's for sure. But honestly, and you know this, it's not going to matter what they do in the regular season. It doesn't make a difference. They they can go sixty and twenty. Are they gonna go? Are they gonna get it done in the playoffs? That that's what matters. I mean, this guy McDavid is so unbelievable. Don't you think it's time for him to finally do something big? If he's it's, such a badass. Uh, yeah, but here's the problem: the rest of the team isn't that great. Their goaltending is still awful. And in the playoffs, what do you need? You need goaltending. You're not playing six five games in the playoffs. You're playing two one games. And every goal matters a little bit more. And you can't have these hacks that they've had in the pipes the last few years, and they still have them this year. You can't have those guys in the playoffs. How come they can't figure that out? Like, as an organization, I mean, of all things, you can't figure out you need a goalie year after year. They just keep going to the well with all these hack goalies. Can't figure it out. It really is amazing. Uh, We'll come back, and we'll figure out everything that's going on with the World Series, how boring that's been. The Astros won 7-2, and we'll talk about the Pharrell Ballers a little bit here before we get out of here tonight. 
Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. All right, uh, Pharrell on the bench. So, Carver High, I have to tell you, swing and a miss again on the World Series. Um, I've had more fun picking my teeth than watching the Braves 6-2 win last night and the Astros 7-2 win tonight in Game 2. Series now 1-1. And uh, off day tomorrow, travel day. They'll uh, pick it up with Game 3 Friday night in Hot Town in Atlanta. I don't know what it is, but I'm getting absolutely nothing out of this at this point. Two games in, I want nothing to do with this. I'm bored to death with it. I'm just being honest. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm right there with you. This has been a very tough watch. I guess the only thing I can give them credit for tonight is they did it in three hours and 15 minutes instead of four hours and 15 minutes like last night. Like, I guess that's the only uh, thing I can say positive about it. Both games have been bunk. Both games you had teams take big leads early in the first three innings and then absolute cruise control the rest of the way. Nobody threatened. Nobody did anything. Um it, it, it has not been great so far. I think this is going to be one of those series where, you know, we're, we might have to wait until, you know, a sixth and seventh game before we get a lot of real juice here. So uh, the Cardinals, uh, Michael Gersh, uh, the Mets asked to speak to him uh, about the open president's job, but he elected to stay with the Cardinals. I mean, it, is it really like nine People now have not worked out for the Mets job and it's uh, president of baseball operations. Correct. Is that not amazing to you that nine people have not worked out, turned them down, said no, whatever you want to call it in that in essence, uh, I thought to myself today, why not just get rid of the job altogether? Just eliminate the position because now I know every team has one uh, president of baseball operations, but I'm starting to think what's the point if you have nine people turn you down 
Well, for yeah. the job. And and you're the New York Mets now. Listen, you can say whatever you want about the New York Mets, but they have more money than God. I mean, the Yankees and Mets have the most money in baseball and Dodgers, right? I mean, that's just all there is to yeah. it. And you're turning down the New York Mets. They're that embarrassing. And their owner's a, a billionaire 10 times over. I don't care how he stole his money. I mean, that's what he did. He stole all of it. Well, he's a, he's a he's a Wall Street thief, and the bottom line is no one wants to work for him, and right. they can't find someone to take the job. And, that is amazing not- to me. Like, why even have the job? Why not just? I mean, because Sandy Alderson, I think, is shot, and, and I know they can, well, they just refuse right. to admit that he is, and they just keep him around. He's like an old dog that won't die. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, he really is. I don't know why they even want to hire a president of baseball operations anymore. What they should focus on, in my opinion, is frankly, and I think they need this worse than any team I've ever seen. I think they should just, and I'm, I hate to say it, but I think they should just hire Buck Showalter to be their manager and let him run everything because everyone else that they touch is an idiot. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a little an update here on why nobody wants this job, and it's pretty clear here. Uh, so this was from the Daily News today. Update on the Mets' front office search and how Steve Cohen is leading the process with Chris Christie's involvement. So Cohen is mostly talking what? with... Un- Listen to this. This is from the Daily News today. Steve Cohen is mostly talking with uninformed people like former New Jersey governor Chris Christie and the folks what a at his loser listen to this and the folks at his hedge fund point 72 who serve as some of his advisors during the search according to a source familiar with the situation what? Chris it's I'm not done Christie joined the Mets board of directors in February and his son what? Andrew also works for the Mets as the coordinator of amateur and international scouting, Steve oh, Cohen keeps God. Steve Cohen keeps Sandy Alderson informed on the status of the search and occasionally asks him to dig around for more candidates per the source of the situation. So let's let's get down to the to the bones here of why nine people so far have absolutely ran and hid from the Mets president of baseball operations job. You have an owner who's been in the league for less than a year that has $9 billion, loves to say whatever he wants on Twitter, and he's got people advising him that have absolutely nothing to do with Major League Baseball. It sounds like Sandy Alderson isn't even involved in whatever is going on. Uh, now you know why all these people have turned this job down right there. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me, let me just sum this up. Chris Christie. <laughs> Is such a loser that do you remember they were going to replace Mike Francesa with Chris Christie? They were they were going to let that fat ass be a sports talk host on WFAN New York. They were so suckered by him and his uh, politics and his you know BS that just flows out of his fat face, and they were going to let him replace Mike Francesa. I mean, God forbid that, like, I got to tell you, I never once thought Mark Chernoff would ever do anything that stupid. I, I just thought he was too smart of a man to, uh, frankly, and, you know, a radio savant. I mean, the guy 
turned the WFAN from 86 into the most powerful radio station in America, did he not? Uh, with everything he ever touched turned to gold. And certainly Mike and the Mad Dog uh, were, were, you know, and Imus, all that was the reason for his success. And then you can do Boomer and Carton and all the rest and everything they've ever done. But the reality is, I would never think he'd do something that stupid. But they actually were going to replace Mike Francesa with Chris Christie. And tell me I'm tell me I'm crazy. That's that's exactly what they were going to do. He tried out. He had a couple of shows he did during the summer that year. Yeah. And there was there was tremendous rhythm in that he was going to replace him. There was a lot of wind blowing that he was getting a job. Yes, and there that, was. That is exactly why I think that him having any involvement at all with the New York Mets is is absolutely hilarious. That's that's the funniest thing I've heard since they said he was going to replace Francesa. I mean, this is wow. worse than that. This is worse this than is- that. That you've what got a situation does he have to do now? with anything other right. than he's a blabbering idiot. I mean, right. he's a well, uh, did he not run the state into the ground? And he's the guy that got involved with the, the George uh, Washington Bridge scandal. He said, shut down that bridge one day in the city, the biggest city in the world. And we're going to shut down the GW Bridge and put traffic at a at an eight hour standstill at the GW Bridge with all of his minions and losers and women and men that worked for him conspiring with him to do to pull off the impossible, which was start the world's greatest traffic jam in the history of the free modern society. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Okay. This is so he should be in jail. This guy is such a piece of shack. He should be in jail. Now I've even heard I've even heard that this moron fat ass, and I'll call him whatever I want, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, he, I've even heard he's trying to actually go for it again for the second time to run for, um, he wants to run for, I heard he wants to run for president of the United States again. This fat ass actually thinks he could get enough people to vote for him to be the president of the United States. That is, that is funnier than, than, Bill de Blasio saying that he is going to run for president. And now I've heard that he wants to run for governor of New York. He ran for president. Do you remember that lasted five minutes? Now he's going to run for governor of New York against this woman that's in charge after Cuomo got busted being a pervert. And you're telling me that people are actually going to vote for Bill de Blasio, who ran New York City into the ground over the last eight years like no mayor has ever done in the history of this city. He's the biggest loser that has ever had the job. I mean, he's the laughing stock of mayors across America. There's no one that gets more abuse than than de Blasio. Am I wrong? Not wrong. He has no shot of winning the governor. Oh, my God. Where does this guy get his advice from? Must be that family of his. Uh, they're the only ones that love him. All right, uh, Carver High. Uh, the spread was six, right? Uh, did did yes. I not say? And you said it should be. Uh, uh, you guys have been what? blowing teams out. So I said I said you'd win by double digits because you've been blowing teams out. Well, we won by eight. Oh, okay. So right, right on the number. So the game was really good. And the ballers had, uh, we were down 10 nothing. And then at the half, we were up six. So we fought our way back. And then in the second half, there were like four lead changes. So they, t- they took the lead twice from us in the second half with three balls. Uh, they started hitting threes, and they, they came back on us. We were up six. They came back. They took the lead. Then we took the lead, and then they took the lead again, and then we took the lead. 
and we finally finished him off by eight. Um, uh, one of our guys, uh, Dalen Wiggins, uh, 6'4", 220. He showed up at halftime because of his job. He was late, right? So the guy showed up, and he um, he didn't stretch. He didn't shoot, didn't warm up, didn't do anything. Put his shoes on. I said, go in. We need fresh legs. I don't care if you stretched or not. Just go in there and start playing. The kid's like 23. And uh, he came in a game, and he immediately just started going right to the hole. And he missed a couple shots, and I was, like, getting frustrated. I'm like, it's all right. Leave him in there. Let's see what he does. With about three minutes left in the game, 250 left, he, he stuck a three from the top of the perimeter, wide open, and he pulled up and shot it and buried it. That gave us, uh, like, uh, we were up one, and it put us up four. Then on, we went down. They missed a shot. We got the rebound. They stole it from us, shot it again, missed. We got the rebound, broke free, went down. He got a ball down low, got fouled, smashed him in the nose like he broke his nose. And then he went up, made the bucket anyway. He's like bleeding from his nose, goes to the line bleeding, and buries the free throw. So his six points put us up seven. And then uh, with like 20, 30 seconds left, they fouled us again. The kid made one of two. And and then that's where it ended at eight. So he he came in and made seven points that were crucial late in the game that made the difference. Our two bigs, Coco and Superman, Derek, they both had like 20 plus, 25, and like I'd say 25 and 22, uh, the two of them. And then I had like three or four buckets. And then our shooter, Chad, who averaged like 25 a game hitting threes, they clamped down on him. He didn't score. And then uh, – our other guards both had a few buckets and a few free throws. We all played uh, great defense, got all, you know, a majority of the rebounds. Their big had a big game, probably 15. Uh, and their three-point shooters, two of them, one of them had at least 15. The other one probably had 18. So they were – and everybody else kind of chipped away and had some layups and buckets for them. They kept them in the game all night. We're the two best teams in the league, without a doubt. And – that team has never beat us. They're 0 and 80, 0 and 80 against us all time, playoffs and regular season. And the guy actually said to me again tonight, "You do care." I said, "I I care about as much as those eight banners up on that wall, bro." I said, "You got donuts. I got eight titles. I've been in 18 finals. That's how much I care." You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. 
Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. All right, so uh, Dadanoff had uh, the winner for the Vegas Golden Knights. Nylander had the overtime winner for the Leafs against the Blackhawks. Dylan Larkin had the overtime winner for the Red Wings. Uh, they're four, two, and one. Detroit's playing good hockey all of a sudden with all that young talent they got. And Bobrovsky made 29 saves as the Panthers remained undefeated uh, with their win tonight over the Bruins, four to one, kicking the Bruins' ass down in Sunrise. Right now, the Kings lead the Suns by 10. Glad I have the uh, Kings and eight tonight. The Grizzlies are down 10 in Portland at the Moda to the Blazers right now is Chauncey with the lead by 10 going to the fourth. Clippers trail the Cavaliers, seven left in the third by a bucket. I got uh, the Cavs in that eight spot tonight, I believe. Yeah, it's an eight spot in that game as well. The Thunder embarrassed the Lakers. Hornets by nine over the Magic. Wizards beat the Celtics in Boston. The Pacers lost by 18 in Toronto. Hawks beat the Pelicans. Pelicans covered. And the T-Wolves shocked the Bucks tonight. That's crazy. Tomorrow, Packers and Zona in Zona. Tomorrow night, Arizona laying six and a half. College football, you got East Carolina against South Florida, and you got Coastal six and one taking on Troy. So that should be good, right? Baseball's off till Friday. Astros win. It's 1-1 in the World Series. Both games were very boring. Hopefully it'll get exciting for the next three in Atlanta. Tomorrow, Joel Quenville will meet with Gary Bettman to discuss what happened in Chicago in 2010. We'll see if he loses his job in florida because he's doing a great job with the panthers let's see how that all plays out i'll see you tomorrow at four on coast to coast sports grid tv good night is america's primary system working is the electoral college still the best process for electing a president could a third party candidate ever be successful in a new season of you might be right former tennessee governors bill haslam and phil bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash.